Welcome to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD, a fresh perspective on relationships, success, and happiness for high-achieving moms. Hey there, it's Jenny. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Your Rules. So last week we talked about Taylor Swift. This week we're going to talk about Beyonce. (laughs) Both amazing, talented women that I absolutely admire and I think we can learn a lot from. Plus, it's kind of fun to talk about them. So this week, I want to talk about an article or thread I recently saw about Beyonce that really got me thinking about how we handle criticism. It kind of also relates to the idea of feeling like you might be an imposter like we talked about last week. So I'm going to read this to you. Um, I found it. I was scrolling through Instagram, and the person who posted it, I want to give her full credit. Her handle on Instagram is at bluecentric, B-L-U-E-C-E-N-T-R-I-C. Um, and then what she had done is she actually posted, I think, screenshot, screenshots of her Twitter thread. And she's also at Blue Centric, it appears, on Twitter when her name on there is Blue Nita Apple Bum. Uh, so I'll put a link to this in the show notes. But anyway, she posted on July 8th of this year, 2023, This thread, she said, in 2003, a New York Times reporter wrote a scathing review asserting Beyonce was inferior to Ashanti and couldn't cut it as a solo act. Several years ago, I put the 20-year anniversary of that article on my calendar as an experiment to see where she was by then and gauge his accuracy. (laughs) And she literally puts a screenshot picture in here of her Apple calendar on her phone, and it says, uh, Thursday, July 6, 2023, Beyonce article anniversary. And she says, what's wild is I did this so long ago that when I saw it on my calendar, I was confused and had no idea what it meant. Then this morning it hit me. Oh, the strong and wrong experiment. Duh. And she'd nicknamed it that because that was part of what he put in the article. So she puts a little screenshot here to this article. Um, and the title was, you know, music, the solo Beyonce, she's no Ashanti in the New York times, 2003, yeah, 2003. And he goes on about, you know, his reasons why he thinks that she's not going to be as successful as Ashanti. He kind of pits the two of them together against each other because they both put out solo albums around the same time. Uh, and as Blue Centric points out here in her post, not only did he pit two young women against each other, he made it clear that he thought Bay was inferior. It's pretty, it's a pretty strongly worded crit- critical article. Um, And he thought this was actually a misstep to go solo and that she really couldn't cut it as a solo act. And as Blue Centric writes here, imagine being 21 and taking a leap of faith with millions of people watching and having an alleged expert from one of the most prestigious publications at the time use their platform to tell you, nah, you ain't got what it takes. Set aside for your peers. And you know she read it. And then she says, how kismet is it that the day that article turned 20, Sis was on a sold-out global tour set to reportedly make billions, doing the very thing that man said she'd never be able to do. I wonder how he feels knowing he got it so wrong. And then she kind of wraps up and says, this thread isn't just about Bay, though. It's a reminder that epic risks always come with epic criticisms. Not everyone is going to see your vision for yourself or think you have what it takes. So what? Don't argue with folks about it. Just let the work speak for itself. And then she wrote in the the caption, weekend reminder to bet on yourself and your vision, even when others don't see it for you. And I almost could just leave it here. Like, I know I'm totally just stealing from what she said, but some of you aren't going to be able to see her content and 
if you hear it on my podcast, I hope that it gives you the same amount of inspiration that I got from it. I want to spread the word because I think we can all relate to this, particularly if you're someone who's listening to this podcast and you're like me and you are a a big person, you have dreams and goals and passions, and you're not afraid to take risks and speak up when you need to and to do the right thing, even when it's hard. If you're that person and you're living your full authentic self, you are going to take epic risks, as she calls them, and you are going to get epic criticisms. And... I will be honest, there are times as a person who does that, that I get shot down, humiliated, attacked, misunderstood. And sometimes I'm like, gosh, I just, I wish so much that I could be like that person who just like doesn't take risks and is very safe and quiet and calm and and everyone likes them. They're very inoffensive. They fit in or, or those people who, you know, do the same thing I do. And it seems like they always are successful and everyone thinks they're doing it perfectly within the constraints of that situation. Right. And I do have my moments, my really dark moments where I wish I was different. In fact, I've had experiences where, you know, I've put myself out there and and done a talk or something like that. And people have said extremely harsh things to me that I don't know what I'm doing or that I brought the quality of the entire thing down. But what's interesting is those same experiences, I've also had people tell me, come up to me and tell me how much it meant to them or how much it changed their life or stop me and like later in a different spot. And aren't you the person that shared that? That was so meaningful, right? And the criticisms hurt a lot. <laughs> I think if I talked about rejection sensitivity, it's a problem. And I also feel like I would rather put myself out there authentically from the heart, following that vision I have for myself, getting better, failing, all of that. I'd rather take all of that and reach that one person or have that one person that needed to hear it than to hold that all inside and try to be smaller and more perfect and not reach that person because I wasn't being authentically me, right? Like if you look at a whole room of people, like, you know, 200 people, maybe there's 5% of those people that are like me who have ADHD and feel totally misunderstood and like they're never getting anything right. And then there's maybe like, you know, 10 or 20% of those people who are really perfectionists and really critical and absolutely hate what I'm doing. And then there's a bunch in the middle, right? And so do I really want to live my life for those critics at the expense of reaching the people who connect with what I'm doing? And really, do I want to censor myself for anyone's external opinion? Or do I, at this point in my life, you know, I'm in my mid-40s. I'm figuring out who I am. This is my identity. Do I really want to keep hiding that to fit into someone else's idealized version? You know, it's funny. Some of the criticism I got, you know, people feel like I'm very overwhelming or I do things too fast or whatever. But I thought to myself, well, do do they want me to like slow down? Because the people I see that go slow, I think are kind of boring. (laughs) So, you know, we all have our opinions. The guy who wrote this article about Beyonce had his opinion, right? But is she really going to let that stop her and miss out on this amazing, inspiring tour that she's gone on and lives that she's touched and the billions of dollars that she's going to make and all those things? Or does she keep putting out the work, get improving, and let it speak for itself, as as Blue Centric put it? I also think there's an interesting point here about being the one 
you know, what does Brene Brown say? The one in the arena, the one doing the thing. I mean, Beyonce and Ashanti and Taylor Swift, they are doing the thing. They are taking the action in a creative field where there's room for everyone to be successful. And they're putting themselves out there, which is a lot of work and a lot of risk. And even if you don't personally enjoy their work or think it's good, where is really the value in openly critiquing or bashing them versus supporting them or letting other people just have their own opinions and refocusing yourself on the value you want to add and the impact that you can have that betters the world. I mean, it's, I think it's almost like we've been tricked into thinking it's a zero sum game where we're always competing with each other and there's always a better and a worse, but there are so many humans who all want different things and enjoy different things. And people are always growing and improving and bashing them just seems like, first of all, not how I would choose to spend my time. And also someone who wants to spend their time that way. I'm not sure that that's the person whose opinion I'm really interested in. So I hope that inspires you to just be the one who gets out there, refocuses, gets in the arena, does what you're doing. And obviously you can take feedback and I do take like the feedback I have received about things I've done is very helpful, but don't let someone standing on the sidelines, not seeing your vision, make you think that you don't have something to offer, that you don't have a vision or that something is wrong with you. Because there are so many people in this world, and I promise you there are other people who need to hear what it has to offer. And I do believe this sort of woo-woo thing of like, if you have something on your heart that you feel passionate about sharing, that's there for a reason, and it's meant to be shared. So you'll know if I'm if you're like me and, and this is resonating with you, you'll know it. And don't keep hiding that behind trying to please these people who may never be pleased by you. Put it out there, keep going, and trust that people will acknowledge your vision. And it doesn't mean you have to have the success of Beyonce or Taylor Swift to mean that you made it or that you proved them wrong, right? It literally could be as little as the impact on one person, or it could be the person you become by overcoming that and the self-confidence that you get and the fact that you get to the end of your life and you're like, I did the thing. I went full out. I took the risks. Wouldn't you rather end your life having lived it authentically and fully and aligned with what you want for yourself. I mean, at the end, not to be morbid, but who are you going to be there with yourself? You're going to be the one evaluating how, how you did this thing. Not the New York Times critic who's forgotten about you long ago. Not even, you know, some of your friends who are in school with you right now or people at your job and you're going to move on and they're going to forget about you. And do you really want to look back at those experiences and realize that you lived them to avoid rejection from these people who've forgotten about you? Or do you want to look back and know that you were true to yourself? You didn't reject yourself, right? Kind of like we talk about, you always want to choose the discomfort that takes you in the direction you want to go. And for me, I'm choosing the discomfort of potentially being criticized and misunderstood over the discomfort of hiding my true self and holding back on living out my dreams and creating my vision and potentially reaching other people. And what's interesting is that the discomfort of rejection and criticism is a very short-term, immediate discomfort, which I think is why it's so powerful because we always are trying to avoid that short-term discomfort, right? But the discomfort of not being yourself and not living out your vision and potentially having regret 
is this longer term discomfort that you don't realize right away. But in my opinion, it's so much worse. So while it's not easy, that's been my choice. And the story about Beyonce, not that I'm saying I'm like Beyonce, but there are worse people to use as a guide, right? (laughs) The story about Beyonce reminds me of that. So I'm betting on myself. Are you betting on yourself? Let me know. Thanks for listening to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD. Would you like to learn more about how to apply this to your own life through personalized coaching with Jenny? Visit us on the web at jennyhobbsmd.com to schedule a free consultation. If you found value in what you heard today, please consider subscribing to the podcast and giving us a five-star rating so we can reach even more women like you.